0: G'day, my name is Adam Draycott, and you're watching the online ministry from St. Augustine's Anglican Church in Varel. Uh, Welcome. Uh, This has been prepared for the fourth Sunday in Lent, the 27th of March, 2022. And our sentence of scripture comes from Isaiah 66. Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad for her, All you who love her, rejoice in her joy. All you who mourn over her that you may drink deeply with delight from the abundance of her glory. Let's pray. Father of peace. We are joyful in your word, your son, Jesus Christ, who reconciles us to you with our eyes fixed on him. Let us run the race that is set before us with the eagerness of faith and love. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen. we come to the ministry of God's Word our Bible readings come from Jonah chapter 4 Psalm 34 verses 1 to 10 and our preaching passage comes from Luke chapter 15 verses 1 to 3 and then verses 11 to 32 Luke chapter 15 verses 1 to 3 and then 11 to 32 following. Let me pray. Father God, as we come uh, to uh, the preaching of your word, be at work by your spirit. Uh, Show us our need for repentance and faith. Uh, Show us the glory and wonder that is your son, Jesus. Amen. all of life is a coming home salesmen secretaries coal miners beekeepers sword swallowers all of us all the restless hearts in the world all trying to find a way home it's hard to describe what life was like then picture yourself walking for days in the driving snow you don't even know You're walking in circles, the heaviness of your legs in the drifts, your shouts disappearing into the wind. How small you can feel, how far away from home can be. Home. Did you recognize that? That's uh, the beginning of a movie called Patch Adams. And uh, going home pictures the need for human sanctuary. And the absence of home means restlessness, lostness and isolation. When we come to Luke 15, we get three parables about human lostness They're also all about being found, being home again, having a life restored and transformed because of God's amazing love, being at home with God again. We're going to look particularly at verse 11 onwards. Uh, The prodigal son, you've heard of it probably. Let me quickly recap the story. The father has two sons. The younger son gets sick of home, so he leaves. The younger son then gets homesick, go figure. The younger son ends up home again. The father is thrilled to have him home, throws a party. The older brother, well, he comes near the home, throws his toys out of the pram, and refuses to enter the father's home. It, it warrants some more explaining, doesn't it? Uh, Verse 1, notice in verse 1, Jesus is teaching a crowd and it takes all types. And from here you can pick who parallels who in the story. For example, I think the father is like God. And I think the sons represent a parallel, those that are listening to the story. So you've got the younger son. Who would he parallel? Well, surely it's got to be the rebellious sinners, the tax collectors that are tuning in as Jesus speaks. Which then leaves us with the question who is the older son? Who is he like? And straight up, you'll see it in verse 2. There are Pharisees there listening. Maybe the older son parallels pious, law abiding Jews, the entitled, traditional, religious elite. And maybe as we look, well, this is where we go. Maybe. We see ourselves in a story. Let's look at the younger son. Younger son, out and out rebel, black sheep. Verse 12, younger one says to his father, father, give me my share of the estate. Literally, give me a share of your life. So he divided his property between them. Uh, Estates, even back then, not normally divided until after the father's death. So it's like he's saying, dad, I wish you were dead. Give me what your death will bring to me. Give it to me now. And so if the father is like God, some people are like this son. We meet people like this every day. God is dead, he's irrelevant, but I'll have the gifts, I'll have the rain, I'll have the children, the opportunities, I'll have the very air we breathe, but I don't want God. Son wants to be independent. He wants all the blessings, but not the giver of those blessings. I'll run my life my way. I'll make my own choices. I know what's good for me. So verse 13, not long after that, the younger son got together all he had. He set off for a distant country. And there, what did he do? He squandered his wealth in wild living. Off he goes. Convinced he's better off, convinced he's going to be happy. That's the younger son. Now, let's look at the older son. Is he pious? He's like the good moral community figure, this guy. He's got issues with his father as well, though. You can see it in verse 29. He's having a blue with his dad. Look, all these years i have been slaving for you, never disobeyed your orders. And you're, oh, really? That's a big claim. But anyway, you go with it. You go with it, my friend. Uh, he's a dutiful child. He believes he's hardworking and he's lived a good life and he probably has. Joined the family business, respectable at every level, always in the local newspaper with his photo doing something good. Maybe he belongs to Rotary, who knows? He's not like his little brother. And it turns out he's nothing like his father either. And the younger son returns, how does the big brother feel about that? Uh, Verse 28, the older brother becomes angry, refuses to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. He won't come in the house. Awkward. Sounds like one of those uncomfortable family squabbles that you see from time to time when everyone goes, oh, awkward, we're going to turn away in embarrassment. That's what we see here. We see the father is glad, but the older brother is angry. The father greets uh, the, his youngest son with open arms. The, brother, the older brother's got his arms folded. He doesn't have a bar of this. The father says, my son. This the older brother, what does he say? Verse 30, this son of yours, not even of the same gene pool, not even the same blood, this son of yours. Such is his contempt and anger. Okay, so just as you think in the older brother, you know, he presents himself as the model of righteous behaviour. But really, verse 29 shows he just cares about himself. Look, all these years i have been slaving, never, never disobeyed your orders. You never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. Anyway, dear, oh dear, someone once wrote, the older son contrived without leaving home to be as far away from his father as ever his brother was in the pigsty. Both sons, not so different really, both sons are lost. This parable is not the parable of the lost son. No, this parable is the parable of the lost sons. One, can you see, holds all the appearances of being upright and religious and a good boy, whilst the other is, is none of those things. He's not respectable. Um both are relation both are out of relationship with the father. See, we need to think about this. If you want to see God and Christianity in terms of practising religion, okay, these two guys are poles apart. Yeah, sure. But if you want to see God and Christianity in terms of relationship, they're both out of relationship with their father. They're both in the same boat. And what does concern Jesus? What concerns Jesus is our our relationship with the father. Now, if you're like the older son, you probably know that you've been rebellious, that you're a rat bag, and that you treat God like he doesn't exist, and you know your need for forgiveness, and you know you need to repent and turn back to him. You know that. Surely you know that. But what about the older, respectable, respectable brother? What about him? See, how can we tell if we're the older brother? Well, let me ask you a couple of questions. Does your religion make you feel superior to other people? Oh, I'm a church I'm a good citizen. I'm a good person. I'm better than the guy next door. Have you met him? He's a rat bag. Do we look down on others? Do we hold some strange idea that the world would be a better place if there were more people like you in it? Do you get a little poke of self-righteousness from being religious? you think outsiders are beneath you? Unworthy of your time, let alone God's time. And grace, what of grace and what of forgiveness? Maybe they're foreign categories to you. Is it just me or is it the really most religious that seem to get the most angry? I, I don't know, I have to think about that. And as we think about the older brother, don't miss this feeling of jealousy that we see here either, as good things come to the undeserving. And again, don't miss the absence of grace on the part of the big brother. Now, amazing discoveries follow. What are these amazing discoveries? Well, remember, the younger son loves independence, but what does he find? Well, verse 13, while wild living provides instant gratification, look at verse 13, that word squander that we read before uh, has a sense of hollowness. It's basically quite literally saying that this guy's wasted his life. Thought it was going to be good. He didn't find freedom. He found bondage. Verse 14, after he'd spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country and he began to be in need. Now he's in bondage. So if he left home to be in control, that's what he did, and now he's out of control. Verse 16, he longs to fill his stomach with pods that the pigs are eating when we read pigs we go unclean, unclean no one gave him anything no money no friends no job he's completely alone and broken, what an amazing discovery this is the turning point for the young son because finally, ding the light comes on, verse 17 when he came to his senses you see it how could I be so blind How could I not see the obvious? How could I treat my father like this? How could I be so ungrateful and miss the obvious? Look at verse 18. He rehearses this breakthrough. I'll go out. I'll go back to my father. I'll say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. He's got both wrong. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired, hired men. Even that would be a good outcome, he's thinking. See, see the transformation. He's surrendering his delusions about independence. He realizes he doesn't only lack food. He lacks the father. He's missing out on this most important relationship. And so what does he long for? He actually longs to go home. Home not in the sense of a place because you know four walls never made anything a home. That's not home. Home in terms of a relationship. We know children who do not experience a home live all their lives with a fundamental inability of attachment. We know that. Home is a place. Where I belong, where I'm accepted, where I am loved, that's a home. And when the wild living ends, the younger son finds himself in a place where he is no longer accepted. He, is, he discovers he's actually surrounded by conditional relationships. The same thing we are surrounded by. We will love you if relationships, because there's always a price tag there's always a cost being considered but the amazing thing about a real home is that you are loved anyway and that is the glory of the father's home so the young son takes responsibility he goes home to his dad and he says father i'm sorry that's not an easy thing to say father i am sorry that's hard to say because it's much easier to blame the younger son knows he's got to say sorry that he needs not only food, but also forgiveness. And the father, oh, look at verse 20. Look at the mercy of the father. The The father has eyes of mercy because he's he sees him a long way off like he's still looking for him. He's got this heart of mercy as he's filled with compassion. Verse 20 says, He's got legs of mercy because he runs and in the culture, that's so not cool. It's not a done thing. Um, He's got arms of mercy as he embraces his boy, lips of mercy as he kisses him. And then the provision of mercy as he gives him clothes and he feeds him. And verse 22, Father said to his servants, 'Get, get the best robe, put it on him, put a ring on his finger. Sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. And on it goes. Because the son who was lost is found. And don't miss this because to be found is to be home again with the father. It's to turn to him. To be found is to change one's direction. To be found is the R word. And you like, the R word? What's the R word? The R word is repentance. See verse 17, he's come to his senses. He's realized the home is where he belongs and where he's accepted. And that's where unconditional love is. And the key is when he says sorry and asks for forgiveness. That's the key. And when that happens, that which was once dead, is now alive again. He comes back to a relationship with the Father. He turns back to Him. And when that happens, there is rejoicing in heaven. This is a picture, a beautiful picture of repentance. To be found is to be repentant. Look at verse... This is what we learn in the parable of the lost sheep and the parable of the lost coin. If you read verse 7 and verse ten. 10 verse 7 verse 10 heaven rejoices at the sinner who repents not the sinner who is found it could say that but it's fuller than that it's the sinner who turns back to god comes home to him turns to him to be at home with the lord means a life always turn to him is that you is that you the young son comes home he would never have left home if he'd realized the generosity of God in the first place. And so here is an invitation. Is your heart overwhelmed by the generosity of God? And if it is, and you're going, yes, and I want you to say yes. Well, good. Does that shape your love for others then? As God fills you with the knowledge of his love for you, does that equip you then to go out and show that same love to others? Are we loving as God first loved us with a changed life, a turned around life where we're founding God? We're at home with the Lord. All right. Now, have a think, how would this have rolled? The young son, the younger brother comes home. Imagine if he's coming home and he bumps into the older brother at this point. How do you reckon that had gone I mean are you thinking thank goodness he didn't? I mean, verse twelve, everything was divided. Verse thirty one, everything left is the inheritance of the older brother. It's all his. Younger brother spent his. It's gone. What do you reckon the older brother, do you reckon he would have uh, gone and got him a robe and a ring? He would have said, No way, I'm not that it's my you're not coming back and chipping away at my inheritance, mate. Just he wants to know nothing of this. The younger brother Can stay dead for all the older brother cares. He's not going to bear that. But this is the trick. Because we. Have a different older brother. Hebrews 2. Tells us. Our older brother. Is our Lord Jesus Christ. He's our older brother. And. We know our older brother, Jesus, well, he wasn't stingy or selfish. He earned the robe and he earned the ring because he really, really did live the perfect life. But at the end of his life, they stripped him of his robe and they cast lots for it. And he didn't get the and calf at the end of his life. No, he got hyssop and vinegar. And this older brother Jesus as he dies on the cross says the only way for you to be clothed like this prodigal son is for me to be stripped. The only way for you to have the robe and the ring is for me to lose them. And so he dies executed on a cross for our sin. And why did Jesus do that? He did it so that you can go home. Our true older brother says, I paid the price, so go home. Go to your true home. Go to the father's home. Bypass hell and go home. Younger son is home. That's the beauty of the story. But the older brother He's not going in, is he? And why doesn't the older brother go into the house and join the party? What stops him? Verse 29, can you see it? I never disobeyed. (laughs) The thing that stops him from working things out with his father and repenting himself, the thing that means that he controls his own life is his own sense of goodness. Just self-righteous. His weapon of rebellion against the Father is his own sense of goodness. And brothers and sisters, that's a sure route to hell. The older brother is in a dangerous place. All of us need to come home. All of us need to come back to the Father through Jesus. And when we do, when we come home to the Father, All of heaven rejoices because what was once lost has been found again. Hear the invitation. Come home to the Father. Turn to Him and live. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the promise of being at home with you. Thank you for reminding us that this promise is not found in works, not in our self-righteousness, a good moral life, but only through our relationship with you. Thank you, Father, that you are welcoming and compassionate. Father, you love us unconditionally. We see that here. Thank you for expressing your love for us through your son, Jesus. Thank you that he laid down his life so that we could come home to you and enjoy friendship with you and be right with you. For those far off, we pray, Lord Jesus, I recognize I was far away. Please forgive me and welcome me home. And for those who are trusting in their own goodness, we pray, Jesus, I recognize I'm unworthy. And that I'm not right. And I ask you for your forgiveness. Thank you for welcoming us home with open arms. Amen. Brothers and sisters, we come to that time in our uh, online service where we encourage you to pray. There's all sorts of things and all sorts of ways that you can be doing that. But please don't not pray. Make sure you do uh, the Lord's Prayer. Great place to start. Uh, pray about our world. Uh, there's a war in Europe um, which we should commit to prayer. Absolutely. Uh, please remember to pray for the work of our mission partners Uh, today. In a moment, you'll see a video uh, from Gil and Ruth, and uh, I commend that to you. Please be praying for them. Uh, We remember um, Andy and Margie serving in the North Kigezi Diocese, Rukungiri, in Uganda. Commit commit them to the Lord. Uh, Pray for those you know who are sick, the lonely, the outcast those who are struggling, uh, those impacted by uh, the recent inundation in Lismore and other places like that, um, please be praying. Uh, Also at the end of uh, our service is an invitation uh, for you to contribute to uh, ministry here at St. Augustine's. Um, Our Tree is an important part of our Christian walk. It's another way we express our love for God and our love for Jesus and his precious gospel. And so I commend that to you as well.
1: Twenty years ago, we left Australia with two little girls in tow.
2: A quick fire, 20 things that we're thankful for. Banar, our first house helper, and Srele, our current house helper, are great cooks, sisters who love Jesus, and they've kept us here.
1: Teammates and fellow workers who've been as close as family.
2: Learning with students at Phnom Penh Bible School. Seeing seen hundreds of graduates now serving Jesus across the nation.
1: Hope International School, a educational home and in many ways a spiritual home for our girls.
2: We've had great leaders. The Shermans, the Crams, the Fanes have been godly and gracious and helped us grow in Jesus.
1: Seeing a brand new church be born in Chilong where there never had been one before and those believers continuing in Christ to this day.
2: Two decades ago, Cambodia was an unreached country. Today, the gospel has gone across the land. It's an awesome miracle.
1: Bikes and birds keep us sane.
2: Church history started as an interest and is now as a passion, telling the story of how God is keeping his promise to the nations.
1: International Christian Fellowship, worshipping weekly with people from many different countries around the world.
2: Depression, burnout. Really? Yeah. God taught us things through the hard times we couldn't learn any other way. And God has pursued us, um, refocusing leaders and intent were two particular things that God used to do deep, deep work in our life. We're so thankful for them, for him.
1: Our lovely daughters, Sarah, Joanna and Lydia, we are so thankful for them, for you, for those of you who pray.
2: And those of you who pay, you've kept us here many of you for the last two decades. Thank you.
3: Jesus strong